Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. become a uh, just a sensation in so many ways so let's just start like from the beginning like the whole thing five years ago or ever in your life did you envision yourself being the first trans person on the 90 day fiance franchise i never envisioned myself being on any type of franchise not you know not even like 90 day. I used to watch 90 day a lot. So I was a fan of the show. So I'm like, oh yes, that's awesome. But I would have never ever imagined in a million years that I would even be dating somebody from another country, actually. Really? Like, it goes deeper than that. Yeah. Um, You know, how you got on this show is even interesting because your sister actually catfished you, right? She She reaches out to the producers pretending to be you, but it wasn't you. Yes. No. <laughs> okay, what was That's that? so funny. Yeah, tell yeah. me about that. So I got a call and um, long story short, the lady, she was very confused because she says, oh, well, I thought because the email came from a Monica that that was your old name, but you didn't update your email. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not me. I don't even know what those emails say. So I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> So you're both very confused. And then she essentially says to you, the producer says, look, we were interested in your story for 90 Day the Other Way. I mean, were you instantly like, yeah. yes? Or were you like, wait a minute, what is this all about? Um, I was actually pretty hesitant just because 
I know that my sister likes to make um, things a little more interesting than they really are. And so I was kind of confused. And they said, we love your story. I'm like, I don't know what story you're talking about. What? And then she explained to me, I was like, more or less, yeah, that's me. So I had to back it up for her and actually, you know, tell her my real life. And she was like, oh, well, that's still great. I love it. Okay, cool. You know, just in watching you on TV and then obviously researching you, I mean, you're very open about your entire story, you know, being born biological female, transitioning to male. But I mean, was there a moment when you said yes to this show that you were like, oh, wait, I don't want to be this public. Like, I don't want to be this open. Yeah, I thought that, you know, my exposure would just come from, you know, my Instagram. I had like a little bit of followers on there. But then YouTube, I was more or less helping people with ter- their transition by explaining what I went through. And then it, when I got down to it, it's like, oh, sorry. When I got down to it, and I really started to think about it. At first, I asked Isabel, I said, oh, well, would you want to be you know, included on this? And she was like, oh, I don't know. So she was kind of going to be my way out of not doing it, kind of. Where I could be like, oh, I don't know if I want to be this person, you know. But when I said, she said, you know, you can think about it. When I said yes, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. But then I was kind of hoping Isabel kind of said no, because I know that I'm going to be in the spotlight. And it's just scary for me to just, I'm trying to be a good person now. Like, well, I would say I'm always, I'm I'm a pretty good person overall, but now I'm trying to like, just be an inspiration for people, be the inspiration that they think that I am, you know? So I'm trying to now have to kind of live up to how people perceive me on TV. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. Oh my God. Well, take us back. I mean, God, it's it's just you 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 know the whole topic of being trans is so hot right now, right in the media, in shows, for better or worse. Take us back because you had said really you knew from the time you were like three years old, right, that you were a boy. Yeah, I always I never felt like a girl. I never ever felt like a girl. Just even saying that it just sounds weird because I feel like I should never say I was a girl. Like it's. Like, where did that extra step come from? You know, I felt like there was times where my mom would look at me and she said, why are you standing like that? Don't stand like that. You're standing like a boy. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, that's me. It's it's just who I am, you know? And then just some of the things that I would do were just, even for Christmas, all the holidays, everybody got me dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Like, get me a truck, get me dinosaurs, get me something. You know, I, I wanted boy toys. I don't want a Barbie. What am I going to do with that? Like, I don't even like how I look as a girl. You think you want me want to buy me a present as a, a model girl? I don't want this. So just even from the time I was younger, people knew. They were like, hmm, you know, because my, 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 my uh, born name is Natalie. So they would say, hmm, I wonder if Natalie is, you know, maybe she's a lesbian. Oh, maybe she's this. And then as time progressed, actually, my cousin came out to me. She said, you know, have you ever thought that you were trans? And I was like, no, I'm not that. And I was like, and I think that's exactly when I started to take hormones, like maybe the first month. So nobody knew at all. And she asked me that question. I was like, oh, man, is that are people going to is it noticeable already? Like, I didn't know why she asked that, but. When I speak to my grandma now, my grandma says, oh, 
you know, I accept you because it's your life. And I already know since you were little, I'm like, how, how does my, you know, almost 80 year old great grandmother from Puerto Rico know that I was trans? I didn't even know I was trans. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. But she's like, oh, I already know. I'm like, oh, okay, grandma. So before you even started taking hormones, you dressed as a boy, right? Like lots of like your elementary school days, your middle school days. And I mean, you were doing that like long before, I mean, maybe like the start of the internet. You're not that old, but you know what I mean? I mean, it was years ago when it wasn't, I mean, a lot of people weren't talking about it. What was that experience like as a child being a biological girl, but going to school, dressing as a boy? What was that like? So it was actually, I, I, I like to fly under the radar. So when I was younger, I was more kind of reserved, but I did not want to wear girl clothes. I did not want to wear that. So I just chose, you know, the most neutral clothing. I just wore like a t-shirt with basketball shorts every day, like every day of my life, t-shirt, basketball shorts, because if I were to wear, wear girl jeans, then I would feel feminine because, you know, the, the cut on it, it's, it's a more fitting cut. And I was not brave enough or I wasn't really, I didn't even know if I was allowed to wear uh, boy pants or boy jeans. So that's when it was like, mm, I think I'll just stick to basketball shorts every day. And then when I got a little more older, I finally kind of got into, I would say more masculine clothing only because I wore school uniforms. So when we wear school uniforms, like everybody's wearing the same, the same pant leg, same shirt and everything. So I was like, oh, I felt like a boy. I loved wearing school uniforms because I felt like no matter what I wear, pants or shorts, everybody's wearing the same. If you're feminine or if you're masculine, you got the same pants on, you know? Mm. So it's clothing, it, it, it sucked. But there was two years that I dressed like a girl in high school for my mom because I was getting older. I was going through puberty. I was looking more like, you know, a woman. I never really had boobs, so I didn't have to worry about that too much. But my mom said, you know, you're such a beautiful girl and I love you so much. And, you know, I just wish you could dress like a little more feminine. And so I did that for her for two years. And then it's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like it was exhausting. It's uncomfortable. I think the clothes are uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable internally. And I felt like everybody was just laughing at me everywhere I go. It was just mentally, I felt like I was just being watched because I'm wearing these weird clothes, even though a woman wearing women clothes is normal. But for me, I didn't feel like a woman. So I felt like I was, I, every day I wore women's clothing. I felt like it was, I was wearing a Halloween costume and it wasn't Halloween and it was very embarrassing. People were just staring at me. Mm. So it was very, I was very self-conscious about myself. And were the other kids aware? Like, did they, did they pick on you a lot or, or was was there a time in your life, maybe that time when you felt like you really weren't yourself? Like that was when people were, or were people very accepting? I mean, it's interesting. Um, so I didn't come out as lesbian until I was almost 17. And I actually had my sister do it. So I was like, Monica, I'm gay. She says, yeah, I already know. I was like, oh, well, can you tell her mom? She says, um, all right, fine. She called my mom. Of course, the best time is when she's at work. So she calls her and says, hey, I just want to let you know, Natalie's gay. Mom said, well, I don't have time for this. It's, it's not the time. So it was just 
I rambled. I, I stumbled off on that a little bit, but no. um, long story short, my mom was like, I needed an aspirin. My sister says, an aspirin is not going to make her straight. And I was like, I will talk later. So my mom had a, a, a weird day afterwards. I need an day. But, <laughs> So getting, getting back to that. <laughs> get, like getting back to them. I mean, most people would say like, I need a hard shot. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go smoke a joint out back. Your mom is like... <laughs> Just give me an aspirin. <laughs> just give me an aspirin. Why, yes, mom? An aspirin's not oh going to make God. her straight. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Monica. Oh, my God. But I want to say um, I didn't really have a hard time with bullies. Even people that, like, I'm very I'm very easy to get along with. You know, I, I'm very relatable to people. I'm going to make you laugh. Even if you hate me, you know, I'll bring a chuckle to your, you know your life one at least one look one of the things i'm so drawn to about you i think you have just so much potential like in life like even beyond this show is you're so um your story is different like i think right now we're so polarized in the media this is one of the parts i don't like about the media is like either people are completely pro-trans and and that's awesome and you know all of that they're completely anti and you know there's nobody in the middle that like had a decent experience when I grew up I had I had two gay uncles and they had longtime mm-hmm. partners my gunkles for you and every, we lived in this <laughs> tiny town in Maine in bumfuck Maine and everybody wanted to go to my gunkles house all the kids the their parents it was like and I can remember my gunkle saying I mean this would have been 1997 98 they were like when did the world change like when you know because they grew up like when they had beards you know they had these women that they had to hang out with to look straight to get jobs you know in the 60s and 70s and what I love about you is like you're just you even did a video saying to people it's okay if you want to detransition which i think is like amazing because sexuality is confusing sometimes life is confusing sometimes how did you go from being shy to telling people it's okay to detransition <laughs> on your youtube <laughs> I, mean, uh, I i don't i don't know you know the thing with the the detransition journey is that um like Around, I want to say like uh, last year, when whenever I made that video, I couldn't get my hormones readily, and so I I was off my hormones for like almost three, like almost four months, I want to say, and my body was just detransitioning. That's that's what it was doing. So people need to know that a part part of the transitioning journey is knowing if you're trans or not. Because people, they'll they'll go, they'll transition for years. They'll get surgery. The person I interviewed, he had um, top surgery. So right now, she's a woman. She doesn't have top uh, um, a chest anymore. But it's part of her transition. And her transition was female to male, and now to female. But that's she knows who she is, you know. So it doesn't. It's not okay, man to woman. That's a transition. If that's your endpoint then that's where you stop. But if you are in, if you transition to the opposite gender and then you're like, hmm, you know what? I don't think this is for me. You transition back, but that's also part of the journey. And a lot of people love themselves more after they've had that experience as the opposite gender. They're now more related that, oh, I am a woman, but I'm also a woman that is not just in this little bubble of feminine things. You know, they have different experiences. 
And and why is that? Do you think that just some people? It's I always look at sexuality as a as a spectrum, right? Like, do you think it's just people have this? Like, I I feel like I'm not in the right body. They they try the the body they feel like they belong in, but that's not right either. Then they, like, that's kind of what you're saying, right? They really really identify back to their given gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also with age, you know, our brain is always changing. And so for one big part of your life, to say somebody that that to tell somebody they're not really trans, it's it's heartbreaking because you they they would not know that they are not trans unless they had that experience. I don't I don't know how to better word that, But, but I would say. Gender, I would say it is a spectrum, but more like for some people, maybe it's like a color spectrum where it just, you know, it goes back around and you're fine. You know, I really I don't even think it's a linear spectrum. I don't think it's a to like white to black and everything in between, because you can be at black. And then if you want to go all the way back to the white part, then it's like, you know, so it's (sighs) gender is it's like this for me. It's like this. It's like it's like one it's like well, a maze when, that you don't really know until you get to your ending point. And when but you, you really don't know until you're there. When you came off the hormones for those four months, I mean, was there a time where you were like, wait a minute, I do want to transition back? Or you or you didn't, but you could relate to other people. No, that did. it was accidentally. I it, ah, it was not on purpose. Gotcha. It was just because I couldn't get my hormones that my body was experiencing detransition. So it was like um I was going through a menopause. Because I had a hysterectomy, I had my bottom surgery already, so I don't have any of the female hormones in me. And so when I don't do the male hormones as well, my body is just going out of whack. You talk so openly on the show. I mean, you you talk about having your oh my god, I'm going to say it wrong, but you um, you had bottom surgery, and it's called what's it called? Phalloplasty. Phyo- Phalloplasty? Phalloplasty? Phalloplasty. Okay, phalloplasty, which is... Phallo, phallo is like the shaft part of phallus. Your phallus. Like the shaft part of the penis. There you go. Phalloplasty. 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 So, I mean, you, you even show on your Instagram, they take muscle and nerves from your leg and they make you a penis, correct? Even a urethra so yeah. you can pee. I mean, that's like amazing. Yeah, technology is, is something. It's definitely something. Um, okay. Did you have any hesitancy? You guys go into a lot of detail on the show. I mean, talking about your penis, if you can feel things. Um, Isabel's worried if you get a bigger penis, she's not going to live. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you go into a lot of detail. Did you want to do that? Or were the producers like, hey, are you willing to talk about your penis? I mean. <laughs> so I accidentally get into a lot of <laughs> – of, I accidentally actually get into a lot of detail because I tend to ramble. And so I do these videos a lot on YouTube and I make, you know, these little reels on Instagram talking about my penis. And so when somebody asks me, I kind of overshare because it's kind of just, you know, programmed into me. It's kind of like a reflex. So now it's like, oh, you asked me this. Oh, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. and then if you ask me something else, you'll probably get an even longer story about it. So it's, I, yeah. How, okay. But then I look back on it on the show and I'm like, oh goodness, why did I say all of that? I'm like, I'm so sorry, mom. 
Oh, well, I'm glad you did because I have all these questions. That's what I love about you. You're like open to all these questions because you don't want to insult somebody. You don't want to sound ignorant. But honestly, I want to know how your penis works. I do. You know, like, and how does your penis work? If I didn't share this information, there would, nobody would know this information because nobody's willing to share it. And even though me at first, I thought I'm like, oh, this is so weird. This is gross. People don't want to hear about it, but people do. It's not that it's gross. It's informative. Well, I want to people are learning. Even if they didn't want to learn something, they learned something. I want to see it, but I don't want to insult your fiance. (laughs) So I don't want, (laughs) and we can do that for my own. And I want to live. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to live. Yeah. I don't need the wrath of Isabel. Okay. But like, I'm like, I want to do an OnlyFans show so I can see it. Okay. (laughs) Um, But wait. Guest appearance. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do a guest appearance fight, Gabe's big daddy game. Um, but wait, how does it work? How does your penis function now? Can you tell us? So it's um, it's regular. I actually. So, well, what do you want to know about the functionality? Well, like, okay, you know, a man. Like, gets... can I pee? I can pee. Because can... people people ask me, how do you pee? Well, first I unzip my zipper and I take my penis out and then I point it in the toilet and then. I pee. Are you happy? And with- then when I'm done, I shake it off and then I put it back in my pants. Are you, does it look like, I'm assuming it looks like a male penis. That's just, it, it looks exactly like a penis, right? It's does just, it look- yeah, it's just a little different. I would say it's, it looks like a male penis without, I would say like the fine detail, you know, you know how it was like wrinkly and it got veins and oh. stuff. It's not going to have that. I've yeah. seen a lot of dick, honey. I know exactly. Yes. <laughs> I know. All, yep. Yep. I know. And so, anyway, so, but wait a second. But how do you get a male erection? That's what I want to know. So right now I don't have an implant, so I don't have an erection. But my penis, because I use my thigh for my, um, the area that they took the skin from, because I use that, it's I have girth, it's girthy, and so it's rigid enough for penetration, but it, it won't stand up, but once I put it in, I just kind of... You do your thing. And do you have, but you have, yeah. sen- I guess you you have sensation, right? Because your body is still sexually yeah. aroused. Okay. All right. Correct. I mean, yes. I, yeah. look, I, you, you're already going to have to come back on because I could do two hours on this. I want to hear it all, honey. <laughs> I do. Yeah, How- I, I can talk forever. <laughs> Look, I, I I adore you. I think you have huge. I, I want you to run for politics. I got a whole plan for you. I know we met like five minutes ago, but I got a whole plan. I think you're terrific. Um, okay, but tell me this: these how painful are these surgeries, and how expensive are they? Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious you natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Shman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. 
Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I, 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. So I help pay. I'll go to to the price first. I did have insurance. So insurance paid for this. And this was like five years ago, I think, four or five years ago that I had my surgery. And I want to put it out there. A lot of people like, oh, so you're using government money to get this Frankenstein surgery. But there's like, oh, well, I need this surgery and I have to pay for it. Yeah, but also monthly, I was paying almost $500 a month for that insurance plan. And so it's not that it was free because I was paying a lot of money for it, but they did cover it after I met, you know, the deductible and whatnot. But I had to pay out of pocket, I would say around $400. And then, so the surgery, it was all covered. However, I did have to have two um, stages and the other one was covered as well, but still it was in California. I lived in Florida, so that's a lot of travel and housing in California is very expensive. Um, another thing here. is if yes. I did not, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> not going there for a while. But, <laughs> but if I, I got a quote from the surgeon that I went to and they said, if I did not have uh, insurance, the out-of-pocket price would be $80,000. Wow. Wow. And, you know, when you have bottom surgery, is it like a woman's boob job where every 10 years you got to trade it, change it out? Like, is it like, you know, in 10 years? No, no. really? No. So I think because I, because I don't have an implant, so there's nothing to take out. Oh, that's right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So unless my urethra would close, which it, I don't ever seeing it that happens. I'm way past that stage already, but, um, going back to the pain, it was the worst pain that I've ever experienced in my life. And if I knew if I had a taste of that pain in my life and somebody told me it was like that, I probably would have never gotten surgery. It was the worst thing that I've ever experienced in my life. So oh. that's what I tell people in my YouTube channel. I tell them, make sure this is the thing for you, because after you have the surgery, there's no going back and you're going to be left with scars. hundred percent. You're going to have scars. You're going to, it's the healing from it was the worst, the worst, worst pain. I couldn't walk for, I would say I couldn't walk on my own, maybe for about like three weeks. I was in a wheelchair for about two and a half, no, uh, like one and a half weeks in a wheelchair. I couldn't even put my socks on. I couldn't brush my teeth by myself because I had to like, I made a sling to hold my penis up so I can like brush my teeth. But then it's like, you have to do everything with one hand because you, like, I felt like it was going to fall off. So, and I felt like it was going to fall for a long time. Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. I bet. I bet. I, I bet it was excruciating. Um, Okay. Again, you're going to have to I would come say back my on. legs hurt more than anything because they do take a thick piece of your of your skin off from your leg. So imagine you're not walking on that leg for a while. So you can literally see the muscle like when I would when I first got a surgery, I can see the muscle under and it it was it's so gross. Oh, so nasty. 
All right, let's let's change gears. That scene <laughs> with well, I don't want to, but I have limited time. I believe me, believe me, I want you to be back. Um, believe me, I want you to be back for like two hours. I'm not kidding, but we'll do that when the show is when the show is done. Um, so we have to change gears. That scene with Isabel's parents, where you know you you come out to them as trans. I mean, it's really quite a big moment, actually, of all in television because um, that. It just is unbelievable, right? They're 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 very religious. You guys are worried. Did did you give them any heads up? You know, that's quite a big thing to reveal to two people with a camera in their face. Was there any yeah. prep, like prep by you and Isabel, if this went wrong we, or no? We wow. did it at all, actually. So after, oh my gosh, that I think. The morning of um, when we were actually filming that scene, me and her spoke and we were debating whether or not we should tell her parents before it even went on TV because we were so afraid. I was like, I would, I couldn't even sleep that night. I was terrified. I'm like, oh no, like we had our bags packed. We had our bags packed just in case they were like, oh, well, we don't want this, you know, get out the house and whatnot, whatever. So we were prepared for the worst. And I actually wanted to tell her parents before we were like, we didn't know we were, what we were going to do. We're like, you know, what if they think it's disrespectful because, you know, we did it in front of cameras. What if we did this? You know, how would they feel that we just bombarded them? So we're like, maybe we should tell them now before. And then, but we didn't know how to tell them. And then it's like, we're like, all right, we're here, guys. We're like, oh, no. So it, it was just, it's just, it was such a scary moment. I was terrified all that day. It was so scary. They, they did not know anything. They knew nothing of it. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Like all these poor people. <laughs> I mean, their reaction was like so loving, right? What you would want for any of your loved ones yourself. Um, but you seemed quite skeptical. Uh, so what was that? What, what feeling came up for you? Why were you so skeptical of her dad? Just... I don't know, just because I know that he's he carries himself very well. So I, I didn't know, you know, I, I know his heart, it's very genuine. His heart's very genuine. He's a very nice person. But you never know how people really feel when the cameras are not there. Mm. So I was just kind of like, oh, is he still going to be nice to me? Like when we're done with all of this, when it's all done, is he still going to feel the same way? Because people are different, you know, on camera than off. So it was just like. I was still afraid. Like I was still afraid of him after I told I came out to them. People online have speculated that you're you were insecure, very insecure. That's why you mm-hmm. you didn't really trust them. Um, would you say that's accurate or inaccurate? I wouldn't say I was insecure. I was afraid. I was afraid they're going to go back, go back on their word because there's a lot of people like even even people that in my life and and with my experiences. They're like, oh yeah, well, you know, um, it's always, it's always, I accept gay people, I accept trans people. And then when your child is gay or trans, it's, it's, it's different, you know? So it's just, how is, how does he really feel? You know, I just, I, it's not, I was insecure. I was afraid. I was very afraid and that how, how, maybe he didn't mean it. How have they treated you even, you know, off camera? Um, they treat me, they treat me great. They are, I, I feel like at times they're, I'm closer to them than I am closer to my family. Cause you know, if I'm in Colombia, then it's like, this is my family here. And they treat me like I am family. 
Is there anyone in your life or Isabella's life that doesn't accept you guys? Um, I don't think any, I would say nobody, nobody in Colombia. Maybe I have like a couple friends that are still apprehensive and it's like, oh, well, you're American. I'm like, all right, well, how long are we going to keep this charade of you're, it's because you're American. I'm like, how long are we going to keep this up? Because it's going to be like on two years already we've been together. Yeah. Um, what about too, you know, the other thing you've gotten unbelievable support. I mean, have you, for the most part, I think positive, right? Has that been your experience? Yes. Yes. It's, it's for the most part, it's been very positive. Um, I want to say that I've gotten more support from mothers than anything. So I think that's like a big, like a, Oh, wow. Like there's a lot of parents that actually support me because they do have a transgender or gay or uh, however you identify on the LGBT plus uh, whatnot. But it's just so much support from mothers that it's, 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 it makes me, I'm so, I'm actually very happy. It's overwhelming joy. Um, does it bother you? You know, one of the only negative things I do th- see online about you is some people feel that you're a scammer. You know, you, you are, you you are so masculine. I mean, you you. I think I don't want to be. I don't want to use the right word, but I want like you pass. You know, I, I don't want to say pass because it's not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but no, like you no. Are- that's that. If you say something about like oh because you pass, that is very. Um, it's the best thing that you can say. There's no other. You can't say it okay. any better than that. That you pass. Really? Oh my, Gabe, you made my day. Usually, I'm like insulting my guests left yeah. and right. This is great. This is great. No, no, actually, yeah, you say, yeah, you know, well, it's strange because you pass. You're using like the correct t- terminology. Oh, that's, so that's terrific. Great. Okay, good. Normally, Look at you. normally oh, my guests girl, no. call after, and they're like, I'm so offended. He's like, I'm like, God, I don't know shit what to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, but that's one of the things. Does that piss you off? I mean, my God, you've been through the most painful surgery then for people to go, you know what? I don't believe him. That's got to be the most offensive to me. That would be like, you know what, motherfucker? I've been through hell. Like, Yeah, just- you know what? People, but then the other the other side is, yeah, well, I don't know why you're upset that people think that you're, that you're faking being trans because that means that you look manly. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not trying to people into think like who is going to pretend to be trans and how am I going to go to all this detail do you know going along with that you're not trans thing is I was like okay well how do you um explain my surgery like my legs because I got height surgery so that's what they said that I have height surgery but I'm like then why am I still five one I don't understand because it's, it's not working <laughs> Um, so I promise you, I'm I'm trans. <laughs> what can you share? Are you and Isabel together now? What can you tell us? What What's the story? I don't know. You're gonna have to see. <laughs> oh, you're you're good. You're, see, they prepped you. You're, it's, you're good. it's getting close though. It's getting close. It's getting real close. But uh, I'm definitely excited for you guys to. Um, it's gonna be a roller coaster. You you also like let's yeah I mean you guys have such an open loving relationship I mean it's it's really amazing to watch and um you know people are just praising you guys left and right um on the show which is terrific 
Yeah, it's so good. Um, I did want to ask you too. I love that you're an entrepreneur. You, you know, you found a a market for underwear that really make people who are transitioning feel comfortable. Specifically, women transitioning to men. It's underwear that that almost has like a built-in right. What feels like a penis or feels like yeah. It, yep, yep. Tell tell us about it. Tell so, us what's happening. Um, so I invented underwear for transgender female to male people, and it's it's basically um. So you know how women wear push up bras? Yes, gives them a little more oomph. So basically, that's what it is. It's like underwear, but for trans guys, it puts a bulge in their pants. So it it has the outline. It has like um the penis detail. So it has like a little head marking on it and everything. So it's like you just put them on. You don't have to strap it to your body or wear a harness or you know you can wash it all in one everything gmp wear is the name of the company mm-hmm. right so people can find it we yes. want to promote you what's what's the yes. most difficult part of being an entrepreneur uh i think trying to keep up right now is i think me trying to keep up that's what i'm really doing right right uh the most difficult part actually is just the fact that people grow, go through my business to try and get to me. So I'll have like customers that are messaging me, but I will never see them because I have hundreds of fan mail going there. And so I think that's most difficult is me trying to actually communicate with my customers, I want to say. Um, last question. <laughs> it's for- good, but it's bad. I'm like, uh. <laughs> last question for you. What else? You know, in this world where it seems like it's such a divisive topic, right? And it's crazy. It doesn't need to be. When when you have amazing one-on-one conversations, like with someone just beautiful like yourself, is there something else you hope people take away from you being on this show, you and Isabel's story? Or do you think everything you could want people to understand, they're understanding? Um, No. I think that what people understand is just the tip of the iceberg. I think that if there were to have be another transgender person, then they would have a very, very different journey and story than I would. I think because, because gender is a spectrum, I'm only just one little piece. But remember, a, a woman like you, your experience to another woman is going to be very di- different. Totally so I think different. just yeah. having more trans people or you know people on the gender spectrum i think that it'll that would be optimal i think that it'll be great because then you can actually learn from you know from somebody of a different that comes from a different life than you do you know we're all you know we're all american over here we're all living life we all think it's the same but just you having just you being a different gender so different even though people say look at me as a male. They think that I have regular male experiences, but I don't. So it's just, I think that it's opening people's eyes to just the trans life, you know, like what we go through. Um, Also that we're, you know, we're pretty funny. We're regular people. It's just, sometimes you don't even know we exist. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find love. No matter where you are on the spectrum, whatever gender you are, you can find love anywhere, anywhere your own country, your own city, you know, just don't try so hard to look for it because it'll come when it's ready. 
It's that's the law of the universe, right? Like when it, whatever it is, yeah. whether it's love, when you when you let go and you're just open, that's when it all happens. But it, it, of course, it's hard for all yeah. of us to do that in different parts of our lives. But Gabe, um, please come back to the Sarah Fraser show. I'm honored. I, <laughs> I I love watching you. It's 90 Day Fiance, the other way, season four, the love story of you and Isabella with some of these amazing other couples uh, that are just getting so much discussion online. You could see it, of course, weekly on TLC on. Sunday nights. Um, I adore you. Please come back. Can we do a whole show on trans? <laughs> a whole show. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> it was a very interesting conversation. It was oh not a dull God. moment. <laughs> That's the Sarah Fraser show. I love it. <laughs>